Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sponsoring drinks are just dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. I'm Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Simple Tour. We're stolen from immolation. We are Gorgasm. This is the creator. You can barely see a body count. Turns from suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofantasm.com. The only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Playing with heart is a dangerous game. So don't play with mine. I'll put you to shame. Fuck us up, Corey Gorkrice, Phantasm Podcast, Dr. Vincent West from across the COVID way here on Phantasm. How you doing, Dr. West? Doing good. Uh, courtesy of Tubi, we have another awesome episode for you guys uh, here at Quarantine. And uh, we picked a nice cult film, the doctor did anyway. Uh, doctor, what do we got here? We have Savage Streets with Linda Blair from 1984. They've taken over your school. They've taken over the streets. There's nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. When violence rules the night, she brings justice her way. Linda Blair stars in Savage Streets. Savage Streets now playing at a theater near you. Directed by Danny Steinman, who directed uh, one of my favorite horror films, uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. So, uh, it's pretty fucking badass. Uh, It also has Linnea Quigley in it and John Vernon. John Vernon, of course, was in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, among other things. Um... Yeah, that guy's great. That guy's, I mean, he's been in so much TV shit. Oh, yeah. So in this film, he plays Underwood. Um, what else? He was uh, the dean in Animal House, also. What else? I'm not cheating tonight. I have a little bit of volume on mine, so I can kind of tell what's going on, because I haven't seen this since I was a friend of him on, like, fucking VHS. Oh, yeah. He's in... I remember this movie. He was in Dirty Harry... Uh, trying to think of what else he was in. Airplane 2. He was in Curtains. We did that before. 
Um, it is cool. Um, this movie, it is out of print currently. Uh, this one that we're watching is actually the out of print code, uh, code red version because we had code red releasing on the screen there. So, um, print so far doesn't look too bad. Which is pretty cool because uh, the DVD has been out of print too. Um, it looks pretty damn good, and, and considering it's streaming, you know, the Tubi app isn't quite like. Usually when we watch stuff, it doesn't seem like okay. it's in, like, crazy HD or anything, but, um, yeah. Can I ask you a favor real quick? Can you look up and tell me what else the dude on the left, the left passenger seat has been in? Like, our well, left? Just put the cigarette, the yeah. put the cigarette out in his hand. He looks familiar, too. I'd have to see who he is, because I don't know at this point what he's even in. Uh, is that... Well, Dr. West is looking up while you talk. Is that, uh, is that Robert Dreyer? Because he looks different. I think that's Robert Dreyer. I'm pretty sure. Now you see Linda Blair with you know walking California streets with her big big ass fucking hoo haws at the time. Of course, fan. There's Linnea Quigley. She looks young as shit. That's crazy. It doesn't even look like her. But Linda Blair was a super hottie back then, for sure. For 61, she still looks great. She's great looking, you know. Um, Super nice. Did you ever get a chance? Yeah, that's totally Linnea Quigley. It's insane. Okay, hold on. I gotta point something out. The song that is playing right now during the credits was also in fucking Transformers the movie. Huh? Like the animated one? But nothing's gonna stop our way. Nothing's gonna. I mean, it may be a different band doing it, and I'll research that by the time we get done with this podcast. But I'm telling you, that is from Transformers the movie. Shout out to Rock Sewage. Shout out to Ross. I'm pretty sure that's Robert Dreyer. That's that dude. Um, if I'm just making a guess. And he was also in... Let's see. I know he was in Cyborg 2. Yeah, that's, that's Robert Dreyer. Uh, pull it up here. He's been in a ton of stuff. I bet it was TV that we saw him in. So let's see. Go to the beginning here. He was in an episode of Knight Rider. He was a priest. Uh, greatest American Hero. He was Brick in one of the episodes. That has got to be one of them. Yep. Um, Excuse me. Dr. West has got the virus. This might be the last episode no, of Phantasm. No. Sorry, guys. I'm going to make this a good one. Uh, he was in two episodes of T.J. Hooker. Uh, he that was, is honestly probably where I remember him from. He was Tommy Kirksey in Street Hawk. Woo! That's it! Yeah. That's it! And he was also... What episode is that? It just says one episode, 1985. It doesn't say when. Or what episode it was. Um... He was also Drake and Al Driscoll in uh, A Team. No shit. Uh, let's see. He was Chigger in Quantum Leap. He was Stroud and MacGyver, ninety-one. And Cyborg Two. He's in there. He's a Pinwheel Exec Number Two. That's really one of the last things he did. And he was on Hardcastle McCormick. 
Alfred Hitchcock Presents. He was in one of those. The Fall Guy, that's another one you missed. That's another one that I, that's right when this was, uh, dude, I, Fall Guy's Lee Majors, that thing he did up Six Men Dollar, amazing. Then the original Behind Enemy Lines is Dimitri. Bunch of stuff. So yeah, he's been in some prominent TV shows. Um, yep, that is Robert Dreyer. Cool, cool Dude, cat. Even the Waltons, it's amazing. He hasn't really done much since yeah. uh, Cyborg Two, it looks like. So but yeah, this movie, of course, you know, a lot of people will pick on uh, the acting abilities of Linda Blair, but I always thought she was just cool. I never gave a shit about any of that. Like, of course, she's not a good actor. She's a horror actor. I mean, I've never judged horror actors by being good. They're just, I like them. They're good personalities. Now, here's the thing. At this point in time, she's just trying to survive. You know, she's she's doing what she felt like she needed to do. She's fucking... Well, she's doing a lot of cult stuff. She's a B actress and a very cult actress and in my opinion she did the exorcist she never had to do another role again in my opinion that that's like the pinnacle of anything is being you can see her nipples too oh I know she's got the big old bazoongas for real you can see her nipples right here yep chicken's done she's got her big bazoongas so this movie uh, the plot at rundown after nearly being run run down in the street by a gang known as the scars Brenda the nipples dude oh I know I'm trying to read at the same time but I can't do both uh and her deaf-mute younger sister, Heather, which is Linnea Quigley, she plays a deaf-mute. Uh, and her friends trash the car of the gang leader, Jake. Jake exacts his revenge by getting his cohorts to gang-rape Heather. A fight between Brenda and her friends and the Scars. The local nightclub results in Brenda's pregnant, soon-to-be-married friend, Francine, being murdered. Uh, in which they throw her off a viaduct. Brenda learns who is responsible for Heather's rape and that Francine is dead and the Scars are responsible. Brenda arms herself and sets out to avenge them. So basically, she becomes the Punisher and she starts killing all these gang members on her own because she they fucked with her friend and raped her sister. So this is very uh, crazy shit going down in this movie here in a little while. It's a very cult film. Um, they were nominated, I think, Linnea and... Um, Linda both for Saturn Awards for this film, if I'm not mistaken, and Steinman for the screenplay of it. Um, but of course, they were nominated for Razzies too because of the acting, and you know, they they gave her shit about that in Hell Night too. And it's like again, I don't I don't gauge uh, who like horror actors I like by their acting because horror is not about acting; it's just about you know, whatever. You're a good personality. You look good. And, and you can at least have a good scream, then you're fine. And I think... And you know, I'm sure by the end of this episode, you'll read something where J.J. Abrams is remaking this just to piss me off. Yeah, yeah, that too. Let's see. The soundtrack featuring the theme song Justice for One, performed by John uh, Farnham, was never officially released to the public, but may be found on rare promos which were sent to DJs at the time of the picture's release. The reason for the non-release was marketing. Some copies of Savage Street's LP, complete with Linda Blair as the main character Brenda on the cover, have made it onto online auctions and are stamped demo only. These releases were put out by Curb Records Group and are now highly sought after due to Farnham's increased popularity. Of course, John Farnham, uh... What the hell is he in? He's in the Little River Band. I don't know what else... 
He's I mean, down. There's been a lot of Mr. Skinless in this, too. Not quite yet. <clears throat> not full on, uh... Did you not see them <clears throat> just pull that chick's tits out and play with them just then? No. I was trying to read this stuff. <clears throat> a lot of times I can't yeah, pay attention. I'll everybody up. I'll do a Mr. Skinless for Mr. Skinless. There was a few minutes ago. They just pulled this blonde chick's top down to start playing with her jugs. <clears throat> There's Speaking what? of jugs, there's Linda Hamilton's bare-breasted, beautiful tits that you can see the nipples through. It's amazing. Linda Blair's, yeah. Not the Terminator titties. But yeah, she had a... She had some big ones. Very nice. You can kind of just have Mr. Skinless this whole film, you might as well, because she's just got her, her bags out. Her airbags. But this gang's about to do some stupid shit and then she's about to fuck him up so we'll see the how this transpires here as the movie goes on um try to find some little tidbits here under trivia said uh Heather which is played by Linnea Quigley her impending rape scene was heavily cut for our rating uh, originally, the scene was a lot longer, more brutal, with all gang members taking turns on raping her. And she was originally oh, hit. God. She was originally hit three times by Jake instead of just one, like in the final version. Arrow Video released the movie on DVD, fully uncut, for the first time in the UK in 2011. However, many copies were destroyed in a fire at a warehouse during the London riots in the same year. The DVD is now considered rare and is highly sought after by collectors. I'm guessing that one is the one on Amazon that's going for $95. <clears throat> it's probably the Arrow DVD. Um, Brink Stevens auditioned for the role of Heather alongside good friend Linnea Quigley, who ended up getting the role instead. Uh, Brink actually drove Linnea to the audition. During the film's premiere in New York City, Linda Blair made an appearance at both the RKO Warner and the Lowe's Orpheum to meet fans and give away soundtrack albums and photos. The BBFC, which is the British Board of Film Classification, demanded a total of 24 minutes worth of cuts to the film before it's released in the UK. At the time, the BBFC had a virtually zero tolerance to sexual violence and the use of crossbow. <laughs> I guess we'll see some crossbow here in a little bit. Tony DeSimone was originally attached to direct um, Tom DeSimone, which I think is who did... Uh, Hell Knight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but quit after only a few days of filming. This film was put on hold, prompting certain cast members to pursue other projects, such as Deborah Bleeve's character inexplicably disappears in the second half of the film. Danny Steinman was eventually hired as D. Simone's replacement. Um, I would also like to officially stamp this as the first of many that I would get of my cult corridor classic to this. This is this is just great. This is the perfect time period. This is the perfect low budget. Went to the video store, rented it. You know, you're spending the night with your friends. You're playing fucking Atari all night. You know, I'm just taking you back to the 80s, kids. My boss is on television. As soon as it goes off, your parents are going to bed and you stay up and watch fucking Savage Street. It's fucking amazing. This is great. That's right. Yeah, that's... It's a good, it's a good time capsule film, and it's definitely got the cult vibe to it. And it's uh, there's John Vernon right there, that fucking badass. It is, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's just good, man. This has got a really good pace and vibe to it already. And you can tell that shit's gonna go down. It's just hot 80s babes with fucking wearing no bras. And it's just a good, good 80s stuff right here. Uh, let's see. During a 2004 interview, Lena Quigley was asked if it was very nerve-wracking to appear nude in front of lots of people during the rape scene, knowing that the whole world might see her. Or did she find it liberating? She said, I don't find nudity liberating at all. I had a hard time every time I was required to be nude in this and other films. And she's been nude in a lot of films. Uh, since the cast and crew all have to try to get on set like they've never seen a naked woman before, so I also tried to have closed sets. So that's got to be crazy anyway to just have to do that. And she's pretty famous yeah, for... Yeah, just as a, as you know, a side note, too, um, uh, Corey doesn't like to be nude on film either. Just, no, I don't. He has a problem with it. He just doesn't like it. Now your comfortable. Now your friend, uh, um, Porno Proton. I mean, he's on a different level because he—that's his kind of lifestyle. But uh, it, is. it definitely is. But guys, but for, uh, you know. Now why don't you take your faggot asses before I feed you to the cops? That's that's a quote from John Vernon. In <laughs> this film, uh, the dialogue in this is already really fucking raunchy and. uh can see why they had to cut a lot of this, but you kind of look at stuff and what would hold up now, and a lot of these films kind of don't as far as PC people and what they care to watch, what they don't. Have you seen, and I want to touch on this real quick. Good God. Because I want to give it some love. I want to give those cheerleaders some love. Have you seen the Child's Play reboot? No. It's very violent. And I want to go ahead and give it some love right here. It is the most violent thing I've seen in years. I'll have to check it out. To be in a theater. I just haven't. Um, you know. Not like I've been avoiding it, I just haven't seen it. It was on HBO for I, a little I bit. It, it seriously, honestly, and I, I'm, I'm not saying I necessarily liked it, but I will give it all the credit in the world that it's one of the most violent things I've ever seen in the theater in years. And I like super violent and stuff think, because we I don't get this, it, you know, anymore. Let me tell you this. It makes Green Inferno look like a fucking children's movie. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's a scene in that film. There's a scene in that film. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I will, I will let one out of the bag here. There is a scene where Chucky, which is voiced by Mark Hamill, which is hilarious, he yeah. murders this cat, and he violently murders this cat. And I saw people get up and walk out of the theater. And even I, there's a, by the way, I'm on a commercial. Oh, shit. All right, pausing it. I'm at 16 minutes, 40 seconds, so we'll get to that. By the way, the body count the body count in this film is five, so there you go on that. Usually I don't get those numbers, so we got five kills, which spread out could be a lot, and this movie's not very long, so it's about an hour and a half. Okay, now, 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 now. We'll see. Should be them walking under the bleachers. Yep. What I was gonna say, dude, smoking a cigarette. He's trying to. For, for what that is, you know, just on a horror standpoint, I'm telling you, it's very violent. Do I have problems with it? I've got tons of problems with that movie, but I'm just saying it's incredibly violent. Um, 
anybody that went into that movie, you know, I mean, I watched it with Killer Coach and Wheelchair Fucker, and they were like, that movie is fucking, and it is, it's, whether you like it or not, the one thing that you won't say is that it's not, and I love it, because I hate Eli Roth, and it, it literally made that fucking, his little uh, cannibal movie look like a fucking Disney picture. Mm-hmm. Because it, it seriously is incredibly violent. There's a dude that gets skinned in that movie. I mean, I'm just telling you, it, for what it is, it's incredibly violent. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is a huge, huge, huge Mark Hamill fanboy, so... <laughs> I am, actually. It's not I a joke. Th- I actually think, he'll really, I think that he will enjoy it. But for yeah. what it is... I got no problem with it. That is a very, very violent film. Yeah, I mean to check it out. I just haven't yet. Oh, and just, just FYI, I want to get Christine. I just want to say this on the podcast tonight. Start doing it. I want to get Christine. I want to get John Carpenter. I'm going to go pick him up. I'm going to drive, and I'm going to run over Eli Roth and David Cronenberg in the same day with Christine. <laughs> you know, be kind of. You know what? That's for shit talking, my man. Giving me a, you just gave me a, a fantastic idea. If we had some money, and maybe, I wish we just were in a better place where we can actually do this. So I just came up with the most amazing idea. And we can pitch we can pitch this idea to Shutter or something. Maybe they'll give us a bunch of money. Maybe the fans. Maybe you guys will just start giving us a bunch of money. That'd be nice. Maybe you should wait and tell me this when we're done recording. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch the idea right here. It's it's on our stream. It's copyrighted. You heard it here first. I have a fantastic copyright. idea. Fant- copyright. Fantastic idea. Uh, I think. You know how they have like the riding in cars a coffee thing like the thing that Seinfeld does yeah you always get a different car and he always, he always picks up like actors and comedians and stuff and he yeah, just drives yeah, exactly yeah well it would be cool if we did a horror one where we had different horror movie cars that we drove every episode and we picked up different people from horror like we pick up John Carpenter or we pick up Alice Cooper or we pick up fucking Linda Blair and it's like how badass would it be if if we you know and we go get coffee and we talk about just their careers and shit like that like you know well we got bare buns hang on a second uh, and boobage here in nineteen minutes forty five seconds Mister Skinless here for you for all your nudie pleasures and all your horror movies time stamped here for you that's a uh, you got a whole bunch of boobage and butts here so even some bush there's plenty of it there's actually a lot of bush in this scene. Uh, any more, and you'd have to cut it down with a machete. Like it's it's almost like Predator in here with all the bush. <clears throat> so yeah. it's a lot of uh, it's a shower scene. So yeah, there's plenty of uh, wacky action for you. Uh, Sixty minutes forty five seconds is where the goodness starts. So Mister Skinless is here for all your skinless needs, nudie needs. Anyway, how cool would it be? Back to my idea. If you were to pick up. John Carpenter and a Christine replica or whatever, and you drive around, or you pick up Don Coscarelli in the fucking in like a Hemi Cuda, or you you know stuff like that. You pick up Elvira in a fucking you know black convertible, Hearst. yeah, or Hearst, and you, maybe something with the you can get the monsters thing and pick up one of them. If any of them are still alive, I don't even know at this point. Um, just stuff like that. It'd be fucking cool, and you can 
do shit like that, I think that'd be a great idea. Like a horror version of riding in cars with coffee. We'll call it something else, which I haven't come up with yet. But I think if we had enough finance behind that, uh, that could be something that would definitely happen. So that's my idea. I think it's perfect. But we'd have to do it in the next few years because it's like, I mean, who knows what will happen if some of these people just fucking croak. I don't know. Right now, it's social distancing, so that's we have true. To, we have to put the whole thing on hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, you know here's the whole thing: is there's so many people, <clears throat> you know, that and and this is me being me, growing up liking lots of different, you know, things. But the, but the truth is, I've never liked Eli Roth. I've never liked fucking David Cronenberg. I don't like either one of them. Yeah. I wouldn't give him. I wouldn't give him a dollar to fucking meet him. I don't like either one of them, and I never have. I just don't. You know, you got the king of body horror and the the guy that fucking ripped him off. It's just ugh. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> but that's your I thing. Some that, people like that stuff, some people like right. super I mean, gross out shit, and I I never really cared for it. But I like a lot of Cronenberg stuff. Uh, I watched The Fly at a very early age, and I really regret that because it's horrifying. Um, not something I watch anymore or go to. I just don't, just don't do it. I recognize that dude from something. Uh, can't think of where he's from. Oh shit. Well, my whole thing is like you got, you know, and there's nothing wrong. People can like whatever they want, you know. I mean, I like Ellen Cronenberg. I like you know a handful of this stuff, and it's a very small list, you know. Right. I've said it on here a million times, but very small. I just don't like him. I've never liked him. I don't know why people like him so much. Wheelchair fucker thinks he's the greatest thing since fucking bread. I just don't like him. I just don't. Guess he likes body horror shit. Stupid. I don't know. I just don't like his stuff. I just don't. You know, I'm just not a fan. You know, I love the Dead Zone, but not because of him. It's because of Christopher Walken and fucking Stephen King. I don't give a shit about David Graeber. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. And fucking Martin Sheen is awesome in that movie. He's great, and it's just a good cast. It's a good movie. Um, but you know everything else. It's like like I like Jeremy Irons and you know uh, Dead Ringer. I think Dead Ringers is a good movie. Yeah. Um, but but again, it's not. I mean, I don't even fucking own it, so I don't like it that much. You know, Scanners is cool. The first one, <clears throat> the sequels to Scanners, which he had nothing to do with, this movie it got awful. You know. Honest don't. You, you get people. Richard Hoyer is a good example, actually, for this. He, he's just this horror completist. It's just like I don't need all these movies. Like I don't even like movies enough to own that many of them. Like I, I like the stuff that I like, mm-hmm. and I own those. But I'm not just going to buy everything from every company. It's like I just don't. You know. Yeah. Arrow puts out probably three releases a year that I give a shit about. You know, Screen Factory definitely puts out more. You know, they probably put out ten a year that I actually want or will buy. I end up buying five of them. They put out probably ten that I actually want. You know. Yeah. But it's it's a licensing thing. Whoever has the license and stuff kind of goes with that as a collector. But I mean, I have stuff that I'm going to watch. I don't buy stuff just to have it. Like I don't like to have something just sitting on my, you know. Right. On my coffee table where I could have a fucking graded comic book instead, which I'd much rather have, you know. Right. 
but that's just me. But well, speaking you know, of, and everybody, everybody can like whatever they want, you know. But for me, like right now, there's no one company putting out the best stuff. It's just all spread out all over the place. I mean, yeah, you know, it's hit or miss. You know, Shop Select hasn't announced a title that I give a shit about in a while. You know, they're putting a the Deer Hunter out. Um, yeah. Pretty nice. In 4K, which is cool, but I mean, that's not like a must own for me. I do like that movie, but. Right. With that being said, we'll get into Altering the Future. Altering the Future! And thank you, Chuck. We'll go into 84, take you to this time, what other movies came out this year done this fairly recently uh but i'll try to keep this short and sweet here i'll just name off the since we usually you know we've done this a few times and fairly recently i will just run through these quickly as possible just do kind of the essentials here um i'll spread them out i won't just do this and then horror i'll kind of mix them up here uh, you got children of the corn you got gremlins you got never-ending story you got footloose Karate Kid, Indiana Jones, The Temple of Doom. You got uh, David Lynch's Dune. You got A Nightmare on Elm Street. Police Academy, Sixteen Candles, The Red Dawn, Romancing the Stone, Beverly Hills Cop, Purple Rain, uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, Amadeus, Chud, The Last Starfighter, uh, Friday Thirteenth, The Final Chapter. This is Spinal Tap. Uh, Streets of Fire, Night of the Comet, Toxic Avenger, Repo Man, Conan the Destroyer, Starman, uh, Firestarter, Bachelor Party, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, Body Double. Uh, um, let's see what else. I'll just go ahead and do it. Uh, my favorite two films from '84: It's Terminator and Ghostbusters. And that's 84. Probably the quickest I've done it. <laughs> Those are the movies. 1984. The ones. Right, and I'll burn through this real quick for you guys. Um, and I'm just going to do notable stuff. I'm not even going to go as far as I normally do. So, Nice of the New Thunder uh, from TNT. It's a band I like from Norway. It's been broke up for a long time. Um, uh, Haunting the Chapel from Slayer. Band that rock started this podcast. Um, let's see, No Remorse from Motorhead. Uh, Violence and Force from Exciter. Uh, Walking the Razor's Edge from Helix. Uh, Slotted in from White Snake. Animalized from Kiss. Uh, um, let's see here. You're at 28 minutes. You got a nudie cat fight. <laughs> Perfect Strangers from uh, Deep Purple, uh, Wings of Tomorrow from Europe, uh, Sign of the Hammer from Manowar, Crusader from Saxon, uh, Not Unbroken from Fate's Warning. This is pretty disturbing watching this, honestly. It is before she got her boob job too so she it's weird uh War with Satan from Venom Mormon Tales to watch from Celtic Frost Metal Church Metal Church from uh, so the debut album from uh, Metal Church uh Tooth and Nail from Dawkin uh let's see 
here. Uh, March of the Saint, along with Saint, uh, Hell to England from Man of War, uh, The Warning from Queensryche, uh, Fistful of Metal from Anthrax. Let's see here. Uh, the debut album from Wasp, the self-titled Wasp album. Every track on that album's great. Um, Stay Hungry from Twisted Sister, Out of the Cellar from Rat, Love at First Sting from The Scorpions, The Last in Line from Dio, uh, Defenders of the Faith from Judas Priest, uh, Ride the Lightning from Metallica, and then my favorite album of this year is 1984 from Dan Halen. Fuck yeah. I left some stuff out this time, but I don't care. It's stuff that I don't give a shit about anymore. Go listen to it on our last episode. Um... Well, I'm, gl- I'm kind of glad they cut that rape scene because I couldn't imagine it going any longer than it did. So, you know, stuff like stuff like that, I don't care to cut. I mean, I honestly don't like watching that kind of shit. Um, if you want to put it in there for extremity's sake and for shock value, but also kind of like a, or whatever, yeah, like like an awareness thing too. Like I get why people do that because it's very real, but I think it's really like I would never film a rape scene like a fake one it's just I would never do that I don't that's not something I want to put viewers through if I ever was a filmmaker just not something I want to portray you know it's just weird like you know even the last house on the left and stuff like that you know uh you know I've seen that one a bunch but when I watched the remake of it the remake the scene in that version is like so long and drawn out and it, I can't believe they even that got away with it. Even over. We're still watching this. They're still fucking tagging out. No, they're done now. But with the uncut version, they actually tag in and out in that, and they have, like, the whole squad. I guess they are. The whole squad's about to do it. I don't know. It was really, it's really uh, grody. You know, a lot of that Japanese shit, you know, they have a lot of scenes like that in it, and it's just really, I just... Not a big fan of it. Something you didn't, something you didn't tell me about about this movie that I didn't know about the rape scene. I didn't, I didn't know that it was also, you know, the guys from Outlander. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Bunch of stand-up comic fucking redneck trash. It's interesting. Well, no I got idea. a, I got an ad. Oh, hold on. You got it paused. At one thirty-three eleven. Okay, and I'm back. Okay, hold on. I'm at thirty-one forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight. Yep, I'm right there. Yeah, there's another shot of Outlander. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> you got some classy folks out there. Yeah, I'm with you on the on the on the. This is a touch much. I don't know what they were. I guess this is supposed to drive the murder that I'm assuming is going to ensue from this happening. Um, Ugh. Well, I guess to really... Yeah, show, it's, it's, it's really kind of backing up what Linda Blair's going to do to him later, and I get that, but at the same time, it's just like... I know you, it's hard ugh, to watch. There's, watch. There's some dude butt. Um, oh, it's just horrific for me, and I just don't... It's not something I like watching or hearing about in general. Uh, but I get it. You know. I you get know, it. Because you're not into Monday Night Raw and, and doing stand up, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but I get it for the story's sake to push it, you know. Because you want to, like, you don't want to see these guys as just like this gang. You know, you want to hate them enough to where you want them to die. Or it's like, you know, I'm a traditional horror fan, so 
you know, though I already want everyone in the movie to die, you know, but this isn't a horror movie, so that's why it's more of like an action movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a revenge movie. It's a revenge movie. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, in a horror, when you know that it, you're going into a horror movie, it's like these people are going to die, so I might as well not even like them. Or you want you want to warm up to some of the people, but it's revenge exploitation type thing. Yeah. Well, that's like, I took a movie that I watched recently, and the Blu-ray's out of print. I didn't realize this. I got it, of course, but I have everything for the most part that I want. I'm very lucky to have a lot of cool stuff that I want, but the OG aspect on your grave, that rate seems not that bad. Uh, no, I it's mean, not. That, we just watched a thousand times worse than that. Yeah, and I couldn't even imagine watching the uncut version. I'll just be like, bleh. Oh, the vast religion we were watching, yeah, I'd fucking vomit. It'd be gross. Yeah. But, you know, my other thing with this is this. But I don't have a problem. I don't, I'm not saying I want to censor it. I mean, it's just hard to watch. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not about censoring it. Just, you know, something I can go make a fucking... Well, you know, that's, that's my whole thing, you know, just like... Go get a bagel instead. Watch this As part. much as I find the movie disgusting, you know, like, it's the same reason I don't want to ever watch The Fly. I find that movie gross for the sake of grossness it's just it's just it's just ridiculous you know it's just it's unnecessary that movie is completely and totally unnecessary people like it that's great I don't like stuff like that I hate insects so imagine being blended with, with an insect is the most horrifying thing you could do to me so <laughs> that's all that movie's for yeah. it's just a it's a gross out thing and I, I, I like movies that do a little bit more than that you know I'm not into the thrill of, like, being grossed out. You know, I like it kind of, like, if it's a little bit, but that movie, the entire thing, is just, like, <clears throat> disgusting. I just don't, I don't even, look, I'm going to tell you a movie right now that serves no purpose. Um, here's another director that I don't like, James Gunn. I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan of his stuff. And, to be specific, Sliver is the most gross, nasty, pointless film I think I've ever watched. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's just pointless. You know, it, it really is. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't like stuff like that. I don't want to watch that, you know? None of the creeps is the same way. We tried to watch that. I went, no, this movie's awful. It's just not good. And I look, Monster Squad's the best thing that motherfucker ever did as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. Yeah. I love Tom Atkins and everything, but I can't, man, I just can't deal with it. I don't want to watch stuff like that. I I have no interest in watching any type of worm, snake, roach, amoeba-looking thing going in my fucking pee hole or stomach or mouth. No thanks. You know? I pass. Yeah, let's just gross yeah. out for the sake of gross out. It's really all it is. Well, it's just, it's, 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 it's not even horror. It's just, it's fucking, it's just gross. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's as pointless as garbage pail kids' cards when I was a kid. You know, it's just, it's stupid. It's like, I don't, I don't fucking want this, you know? Yeah. I'm just not interested in it, you know? People can like whatever they want, but I, to me, that doesn't define being a horror fan watching something that's just disgusting. And Slither is disgusting. That movie's disgusting. James Gunn should be hit in the face with a dick just for making that movie. <laughs> it's just, it's just gross, man. And you've got Nathan Fillion in it, you're wasting him talking like a fucking redneck for the whole thing. It's fucking stupid. That movie's garbage. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't know what people's obsession is with just watching just gross out stuff. Like, I just, I have eczema too, like to the 10th power, and it's extremely painful. So, mutations of skin and stuff 
sorry. It doesn't make me feel good. It makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. You know? Well, like I said, that's the whole point. And people get off, I guess, on seeing really gross shit like that. I get, you know what, man? This is, this, is, this is what I've got to say about that. If you like watching body horror stuff and these rape scenes and stuff like that, you need to just set yourself on fire in your home. You know? Also, have another marketing I have no, idea. I have, I, have no, I have no use for people like that. That's not horror to me. Horror to me is Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing and fucking Vincent Price. That's fucking horror to me. Like, I, if we're going to just, you know, and I, I don't think I'm the only one. I'm just kind of old school like that. I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the body horse. I want fucking Jason to walk in and fucking just murder all those people in that fucking Slither movie, you know? have another marketing idea to just say no body horror on it, a t-shirt. And done. It's just not, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just not something that I mean. Man, I'm a slasher guy, you know. I am too. There's a guy. I'm gonna <laughs> shout out to this dude. I'm gonna do anything in the world. I was in fucking Walmart and I was looking for Italian cold pasta salad that they normally have in the deli to buy, and of course they didn't fucking have it. But to my surprise, was a dude in like his fifties. Wearing a fucking maniac shirt, which I thought was fucking awesome while he's working. He it is awesome. Walmart apron on, he's wearing a fucking maniac shirt. Yep, and he's checking out, he's digging some scalps he can go get later. And it was like, every day, I'm always wearing a fucking horror shirt. I'm like, dude, that's me. It's fucking awesome. Nice to meet you, you know? That's badass. My name's Dr. Will. But, you know, but that's cool, you know? He could be in my monster squad, my fictitious monster squad. I would invite him to be part of it. Hell yeah. You know? Fucking, fucking mop, and you got no, but I mean, just techno the club, and, and the, the way people are dressed, and just—I mean, it's not fake; it's it's real, you know. Yeah. Everybody's perm. I mean, it's fucking great. Um, which actually, guys, I wanted to let you know about a little contest we're doing. So for for Corey's birthday, we were going to get him a perm. Yep. Um, gonna glam me up. He's going to have the big hair. Um, doing it for his birthday. This year, he's going to be twenty years old. So <laughs> we're going for big hair. We're going for big hair at twenty. 
It's actually the 10th anniversary of me being 20, so it's close enough. Been 20 well, for 10 yeah. years. That's right, and uh, if we make it that far, we'll see where the world is in two months. But the next horror convention we go to, do look for him because we, if you come find us while we're doing interview stuff and whatnot, we'll be there with all our other people. You know, from our group, Killer Coach, fucking uh, Wilshire, fuck everybody, be there. Point Park, everybody will be there. But if you want, we are doing a special Teddy Rexman photo op. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, uh. You can do that. Um, I will be in the Teddy Ruxman costume. Since I jumped, I will never explain on this podcast that we will be doing a Teddy Ruxman one day only photo op with Corey. And it's only $25. Oh, it's called Teddy Gore Christ. Well, that's the idea behind it, but it's essentially Teddy Ruxman, which I will, I will never explain that. It's an inside joke. Um, but you can just Google Teddy Ruxman. You can make your own decision about it. Um... <laughs> But all the proceeds do go to him, um, so he can take, uh, he can, he needs the money, he just needs your cash, so. Well, at a convention, I can always buy something. Huh? At a convention, I can always buy something with it, so much appreciated. You can. You can, and you can keep me away from the, uh, Firelight Stable, because it's still my favorite. Yeah, it's like, you know. Doctor I kind of snap on that stuff, you know. To never try to get me to like even that dude denying of the in the belly. He's trying to get me. Oh, you should check out blah blah. Like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm I'm real particular about my stuff, you know. Like, I just uh, I don't like I don't like stuff that's not licensed. I think it's really ghetto because I, I used to make fun of people like that. Because you know, I would just I remember going to see Wasp when I was a kid, and my friend Frankie and Frankie was a broke motherfucker. Frankie got a wasp shirt you know I didn't even get to get a wasp shirt and we were at school and some guy was wearing a fucking flea market straight up flea market wasp shirt and we made fun of that guy every day it was like printed in Puerto Rico screen printed in Puerto Rico then man in the 80s the shit was like sideways like it was printed wrong and everything yeah he probably got it from a fucking street vendor or something Somebody's in their fucking garage printing that shit out. Looking back on that, that was actually really meaningless to do that, but whatever. Well, it's like, I don't know why people, I mean, if people want to pay for what they want, it's fine, but same thing with, like, you know, patches when I buy those and stuff. It's like, I'm not getting bootlegs of it unless it looks really good. But, like, sometimes bootlegs actually look pretty decent and that kind of stuff. But if I'm going to get a shirt, I'm not going to get a shirt some asshole printed off, you know, at their fucking house. It's like. Plus, none of that goes to the bands or who actually puts in the hard work and has like a company yeah, that actually makes it. That's the problem. Even back then, you know, those guys needed that tour money. This was all pre-internet and stuff, you know? Yeah. And shirts weren't that expensive then. and tour sales and merch sales on your tour and that's it, you know? And, and, and this most every day. Because looking back on it, it was probably actually much deeper than he was probably had poor parents and they just bought him that to make him feel good because he didn't go to the show. But, although he went to the show, I didn't even get a shirt. So in that fact, I guess, I guess I was just jealous. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be jealous of a bootleg shirt. I'd be like, man, it looks like shit. It's like a sideways. You know what I did get at, on that tour? Because I got a shirt the first time I saw him, and then the other, like, six times I saw him, I always got something. But it was really cool. They didn't have a shirt that befit me, you know, because I was a little kid, and I was a scrawny little shit. Um, but my uncle, and I've still got this damn thing, I got a fucking, 
cool there's a lot of I love the uh, Linda Blair's gloves right here the fingerless gloves there. I'm waiting for her to snap okay it's what we're waiting for we're waiting for her to become this dark fucking uh, vigilante which she hasn't well you gotta have her friend here uh, who's kind of sliced that dude in the club she's about to get uh, attacked as well so that's gonna be the breaking point here shortly so one more little thing's got to happen, and then she's gonna start, gonna start fucking kicking ass here. That's what we're waiting on. Again, I haven't seen it. I'm just doing my homework here. Um, I forget her name already. The uh, chick that's about to. What's that? Um, her friend that's sitting. The one that. Slice that dude at the the club. It's um, the hell's her damn name? Francine. Yeah. So she's about to get whacked, and then uh, go from there. That's an interesting thing too. Is is this is something that that you know talk about another great idea that we could pitch to, to bands to do something I miss buying at concerts and I would still buy these is a tour program they never have them anymore yeah bands never have them and I especially like a really cool like you know band like Destruction they come over here they should have a fucking tour program oh yeah they're so. big in every other country they tour and then they tour here and they play in clubs same thing as Creator it's like have a tour program I'll buy I'll pay fucking I'll pay 15 bucks for a tour program those on the giant ass coloring book cause I tell you I used to love getting those when I was a kid man tour programs all about it in Van Halen I always had fucking tour programs man Wasp fucking Dawkins fucking Oh, yeah. 
Now I just put bands out too. That's just straight up fucking food money right there. Damn right. And they're nice. They're a cool collectible. And if you get to meet the band, have them sign that. It's fucking cool. Yeah, I think they should do that more often. Yeah, tour programming, Zoom, Matt and Ross. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah. The board in this classroom says, uh, Disco sucks, punk is dead. Give me rock or give me head. It's good, nice poetry class. Uh, I have a question for you. Now, this is a trivia question, but this is something that I saw in the film when it first started. When the film first started, they walked by a record store. Which album from Kiss was in the window? I didn't even see it because I was reading stuff. Does it matter? Use the years. I want you to think about this. Which album? Now, I want you to think about this. You can get this. Clearly, a huge Kiss fan. We're getting ready to test this Kiss knowledge right now. So, in the window, even though you didn't see it, what Kiss album was in the record store display? There was a poster and or... It, was either, it wasn't a poster. It was just a straight-up vinyl cover. It may have just been that. Well, yeah, it if it was 84, then it's Animal Eyes. No. So, it was the album before that? Well, I was going to say, Lick It Up was 83. I wasn't sure if they were current with it or they filmed this before that. That record gets a hard time. That's a great fucking album. Was Lick It Up was 83, so that was my next guess. That is a fucking great album. Um, and I'm also proud to say, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn tonight, folks. So, I saw Creatures of the Night. This is not a joke. All the way to Revenge, and I never missed a tour. Oh, yeah. So, some fun kiss knowledge about, about Dr. West. Um, oh, I have an ad right now. Oh, let me fix that. Ugh. So, I probably need to do some catch yeah, up here. It was a look at that vinyl cover, it was in the window. Nice. Which would make sense because it would have been really held it, so. Right. But yeah, it's good stuff. And I remember, you know, my favorite thing, um, I tell you what, though, you guys want to, you know, experiment with some non-makeup kiss. What a great album. Look it up. It's so good. It's so good. It is good. It, it, it is the fucking drum. Anything with Eric Carr drumming on it will fucking pound your brain into your headphones. It's so good. And it was Finny Vincent, too. Um, Okay, I'm back on it. I'm at 49 minutes, 24 seconds. So where are you at? 50-21. All right, so let me catch up here for a second. Keep it paused. So is the pains of not having one TV and being together. We have to stream separately and do it the quarantine way. That's how we got to do it. No, we do. You can hear us doing it. We'll do it when I hit play. You're at what? 50 what? 29. Okay, give me a minute. It's almost there. Dude's got some nudie pictures in his uh, locker here. Go figure. I think that character is Fargo, if I'm not mistaken. Is his name in this? That's still still rolling. This chick's got a pretty rad mullet in this one. Fifty twenty what? Nine. Fifty twenty nine. Almost there. We're creeping. We're creeping. Some more no bra action. You got a dude dancing with a skeleton in the science lab. Got people dancing around. 50. Then. Alright, hit play now. Got it. Cool. Got the chicks here. Got a little blondie walking up. 
big cannons. It's fun though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we're like a couple seconds off, but this will work. That's good. So let me tell you a story. This is from last year because we can't. Normally, I always tell these stories on these shows and everything on here. So this is from last year. So last year, um, Corey got me into, and I'm not going to name it because it was actually really cool, but I'm not going to promote it or or discard it. I'm just telling you, I went to this convention thing so I could meet Kristen Glover. And we get there, and I went through a wheelchair fucker. We did get to see the Mayhem movie, which I can't think of the name of that right now. We did get to watch that, which was awesome. Um, oh, Lords of Chaos. Yeah, which was great. Um, I still think that movie's a lot, it's just very effective. But he wanted $60, okay, just to take a picture with me. And I'm like, dude, I gave William Shatner 75 bucks for a picture and an autograph, so fuck you. Yeah. You know? And, I, and now, you all may know this from Western Phantasm. I'm a huge fan of Friday 13 Part 4. Um, also with Friday 13 Part 2. Also with Friday 13 Part 7 and 8. I like a lot of those movies. But anyway, but my the, the moral of this was I really wanted to meet Chris McGlover. He was a complete bastard. Yeah. Um, it was very disappointing. He took a fan, which I was telling uh, uh, Gorkreis this earlier today. It's a true story. It's kind of great. This took this fan's really nice uh, Back to the Future Part One poster and just threw it in the floor and threw his like uh, Blu-ray in the floor. Just threw it in the pedal floor. Yeah. You know, and 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 it stuck on that. Him and, and the dude that plays Biff, uh, they had issues with. The Back of the Future folks, Robert Zemeckis and Universal Films. I don't know all this, but if you ever watch any, you can take my word on this. If you ever watch any fucking Back to the Future documentary, that Back in Time documentary, any of that stuff, neither of those actors are even in that. They're not even talked about. Yeah. For legal reasons. And that's a true story, which I thought was weird looking back on it when we went to Horham last year because uh, the dude that plays Biff was there. And I'm like, why are you here? Like, you hate all this stuff, but you're here. Uh, it, it's odd. You know, it was very odd. He wanted a ton of money too. He wanted like sixty bucks, but which was insane because Meatloaf was charging that, and that would have actually been cooler to me. But I like Biff Tannen. Don't get me wrong, but it's just I, that guy's like a twenty dollars sign, as far as I'm concerned. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. And so Chris McGrever. Sorry, did you, you? You haven't done shit. You know, you're you're in Back in the Future. You're in Willard. You know. I mean, his dad's done cooler shit than he has. His dad's in the second fucking Warlock movie, which I fucking love. Yeah. His his dad his dad was in fucking Diamonds of Forever. His dad's in Popcorn. Yeah. His dad's done way cooler shit than he has. Um, and it really hurt my feelings. It really because I really wanted to be, and he was a complete asshole. I remember telling Corey on the way I was pissed because he was such a dick. Yeah. You know. And I, I gotta ask you this. I'm asking you this while we're recording, which I guess is fine. We got some more topless stuff, 40, 54 minutes. Uh, got some the big blonde boobage right here. So there you go. More Mr. Skinless here. Did you giving him 60 bags and him acting like that? Because I just didn't feel like it was the thing to do. I, don't, I go to a lot of conventions, and I don't give a lot of people $60. So that's a lot of money. Um, I get it, but... A lot of you know, I'm more. No, 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 no. I mean, I get it. 
for why people charge sixty bucks, like the people that I've known to charge sixty bucks. But for him, no. He would be a thirty dollar signer. That's the most I'd pay for his autograph. Or even his picture. A picture for sixty bucks. Like I just don't <clears throat> understand that. But <clears throat> Do one of those things too. If you're selling a book, like twenty bucks to get it, you know, to buy it and to sign it, and, and to take a picture, maybe. Right, but it didn't work like that. He wanted sixty dollars. No. He had all three of these books. No. Nope. And he would sign one of the books. And we are. Pay sixty dollars and he take a picture with you. And he premiered a film there, so it's like these people are already watching his damn movie. So it's like the least you can do afterwards meet your fans and fucking uh, sign. I've got, I've got another one that I wanted to tell you. Another movie that he doesn't like. He was not signing any Friday the Thirteenth Part Four shit. Period. The only two things that people like him in that he's good in, he fucking wouldn't sign them. So. I'm not joking. He would not have intention. His two biggest films are Friday Part Four and Back to the Future. Hands down, that's it. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't want anything to do with it. And I, I literally, and I'm telling you, right in front of him, I was driving him in the same way, I said, fuck this, man. Yeah, and... I was like, this is, this is... I, and I literally looked at him and go, wow, this is really disappointing. Like, here's a class act, somebody that's been in way more shit, that's way more prominent than he'll ever be. It was when we were at Horror Hound, we went and saw... Went and saw this movie, uh, Candy Corn or whatever, and then they're like, hey, Tony Todd has stopped in to see the movie... And to sign for fans. He was 30 bucks, and you can take a picture with him for free, and he'll sign your posters or whatever. 30 bucks for Tony Todd. That's Tony Todd, man. Like, a legend in horror. He's a he's in fucking Star Trek, and he's a legend in Star Trek lore. He's, and dude, he, I'm going to tell you, two people. His voice is legendary. I mean, that dude is pay, That dude is worth $60 all fucking day. <laughs> We're going. Okay. Done deal. I'm going to ask you a question because it's bothered me ever since we left. Who are the two people that I regret not getting to meet at that fucking convention? And it literally bothers me every time I think about that convention. Meatloaf was one. Oh, yeah. And the other one? Uh, I got to think about who else was there. I mean, there's a lot of people at this one. Um, yes, but there's only one other one that I would really watch. Damn it. Hmm. I'm going to give you a hint. This guy is in one of your favorite movies of all time. And one of my favorite movies of all time. Correct. And I love the movie too, but it, it, you literally love this movie you said when you were a kid. You had toys and everything like that. So. Oh, Jake Busey. Correct. That's the other one. And I'm going to tell you guys something that are listening right now. If you ever see Jake Busey in person, he's a big motherfucker, dude. Like, he's built. He's a big man. And he looks great. He looks exactly the same. That dude has an age. I want to give a shout-out to him also. He reprised the role of his father's character from Predator 2 for that Predator Hunting Grounds game, and it's fucking awesome. It is cool. He founded the 13th, the video game, which is the same people that made the Predator game, y'all didn't know that. Gun media or whatever. You find these, you found these tapes, okay? And you could listen to them, and, 
Well, in Predator, it's the same thing, except it's Jake Busey reprising the role of his father's character from fucking Predator 2, which is fucking death metal as fuck. It is. And I'm just, I'm just telling you, I fucking love that guy, one and him on the podcast, and I'm telling you, I've regretted ever since, plus I love him in Roadhouse 2. He's fucking amazing in Roadhouse 2. Everybody's like, Roadhouse 2, it's fucking, it's horrible. No, he he does amazing. conventions pretty... He's fucking rad in that movie. He does conventions pretty regularly, so I think we can catch him at something. He still got the fucking. Like, he still got the fucking spike blonde hair. He still looks exactly like he used to. Like, there's nothing different about him. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool! And if you guys have never done anything like it, you know people kind of riff track it where they put their own dialogue over it and uh, it's really crazy I guess there's all I, kinds I, I, of I, I, I wouldn't even pay attention to that I was just watching I would watch that movie right now over and over and over again oh shit here goes Francine wow. uh, Brenda played by Linda Blair of course this is her best friend and she's about to be a fucking grease spot on the yep she's gone so here's the turning point here she got thrown off a fucking viaduct and she is you're basically off a you fucking bridge. Pause your film when I say now. Okay. Now. Alright, it's paused. I need you to telephone the doctor back because it's about to do that thing here in like nine minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to do the doctor cutoff call uh, at about two hours. And this happened on one of our other episodes. Uh, doctor's phone just ends the call after two hours. Yep, so uh, we're going to go ahead and do the call back. Okay, I'll talk to you in a second. All right. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to have it just go doot doot. It actually happened, and I wasn't paying attention to the time. The doctor wasn't paying attention to the time. So, uh, yeah, we're going to dial back up the doctor here and uh, get him back on the line. Because otherwise, if we waited a few more minutes, uh, because we obviously we've been talking like at least an hour ahead of this episode. So, Dr. West. And he is back, folks. Uh, do I press play now? One, two, now. Okay. They just threw a fucking bag at her corpse. Um, so yeah, now she's dead, and then, sure enough, uh, Brenda is going to find her body, I guess, and then she will exact her yeah, revenge. The main guy in this, the main villain guy, there, he, he's menacing looking. He is. He's a big fucker. You fuck. But it's weird. It's like he every time they like do some raunchy shit, he's always like, you fucking motherfucker. Like, it's like their fault. I don't know what he... He's always like freaking out after they do stuff. He's like a serious, like, bastard in this. So, yeah. He's running on your screen because he is mine. Yep. Old Vince here. He's just running for his life. I guess he's done with the, the whole gang here, but I... He's probably going to warn, uh, what's her name? Brenda here. Linda Blair. Okay, I've got the most amazing thing to tell you right now. Are you ready? Yeah. Imagine Grim Grocer with Linda Blair's hair in this. <laughs> He's got, like, the Rick Rude hair. I really think he 
think you should do that. I want him to do that. You should get him to do that. I will. I'll find him a wig, too. Eventually, you know, we're going to have all the stuff out there so you guys can have the, you know, the <laughs> the Grim Grocer Gym uh, t-shirt or Grim Grocer University. The Grim Grocer Academy. Don't forget about main event. Yep, main event. He'll be there, too. That's a joke. He used to main event stuff in his head. Yep. Let's see. Let me try to find... Now, I remember when that was a thing when people would just walk around wearing dog tags when I was growing up. I never understood that. Yeah, it's really weird. Unless it was their parents or something. I don't know. No, no, no. It was a thing for that kids to wear just dog tags that had their name on it. I just thought it was weird. Yeah. Seriously, it was like a thing because I remember doing it. It's fucking stupid. Let's see here. Go to filming locations. It's definitely Los Angeles. <clears throat> I bet the stage you said some of that New York earlier. This looks like LA to me. But. Well, a lot of it's familiar. I think when I went last year, I've seen some of this stuff. Because while he was running. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you've walked down Sunset, you've walked down half the films we've grown up with. Let's see. In the first shots, we see Brenda shopping with her friends. They walk past the old Pussycat Theater. That's on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. Um, let's see. In their initial effort to seduce the girls, the group of hoods almost run over Heather in front of what is now the Rusty Mullet on uh, Las Palmas Avenue. Then we got Hollywood Boulevard. Wilcox Avenue is on there. Hollywood Boulevard. I'm trying to see where they just were in this scene. Yeah, that was Sunset for sure. I think Florence or whatever. I don't know why I can't just remember her name. Francine. Uh, I think she got thrown off the uh, Whittier Boulevard Bridge. See, a lot of this is Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard. Pretty cool. That's one thing I love about when I went to LA is like, you know, so much stuff is filmed there. So I'd be like, hey, I was at that. I was there and I was there. And Another cool part, uh, another thing I noticed, you know, because we go to Atlanta a lot too, um, it's usually me and the doctor's meeting point when he comes up here from Florida, um, we, I was watching that Venom movie, so I hadn't seen it yet, it's really bad, but I noticed right away there's a part where he's running, you know, he's like, it's like a car chase scene where he's trying to get away from the Life Foundation people, uh, Tom Hardy, totally over by like the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta that's like exactly where that road was I was like dude I've been down there like when they had all the the fucking lit up like trees out there with like the lights on it I was like dude that's totally Atlanta on it and that's where a lot of it was filmed was in Atlanta it was filmed in like three different cities but Atlanta was uh, a big filming spot for I guess the the car scenes and stuff like that so I thought that was cool because I noticed it immediately like where it was I was like that's gotta be where that is and it's cool to have actually finally been to California and specifically like LA and Santa Monica and then watching all these movies that I've seen so many times and going back and be like, dude, I've fucking been right there. That's cool as shit, you know. Well, the other thing too is, you know, you talk about we we have left the show, and I, I'm convinced of this because 
and I don't know how much I ever told you about this or not, but I'm, I'm convinced of this. Oh, an hour and five minutes. We got uh, Linda Blair's rack all nudie for you, Mr. Skinless Alert. There you go. Got tub tub boobs. It's good stuff. Sorry, continue. I'm convinced when when wheelchair fucker and I left the show a few years ago, I know they were shooting Infinity War in the middle of downtown. Yeah. Because and I don't know if I ever told you the story or not. We we were we had to walk back to the car from where the masquerade is now. This is when it was like brand new there. We had just went to see Go War. Yeah. And we were coming back, and I swear to you, you could see, what's his name, dressed up as Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland dressed in, like, the fucking, you know, the CGI-looking thing, you know. The green suit. And then and somebody, I'm telling you, and then they, like, they like literally told us to leave. Like, I was standing there watching, I was like, that's fucking Doctor Strange. There's a dude dressed as Doctor Strange. Because I thought it was weird initially. But what they were doing, they were fucking filming that damn movie. I know damn well that's what they were doing. Yeah. That's cool as shit, and I'd love to actually go down and you know try to see some of that stuff. And it was, it was Loki was the other one we saw. It was the Tom Huddleston dude. Yeah. And they were wearing that shit. That's how I know it was real. I mean, I wasn't imagining that. Yeah. And I remember asking uh, a friend of mine that lives down there, and he was like, yeah, they shoot that shit down there all the time. Yeah, because they have a Pinewood Studios in Atlanta, so they usually just film a lot of the street stuff while they're there, too, you know. Well, no, this wouldn't have been fucking Pinewood. This is Disney. Yeah, that's where they shoot all of it. They have a Pinewood Studios in Atlanta. Yeah, but there's a, this was a whole other thing. But I'm saying this was, just, this was just in the middle of downtown in the middle of the night. This was at, like, fucking one in the morning. Right, I just and mean, for, like, interiors, that's why they use... <clears throat> That's why they use the streets, because they're already filming. And, like, this generic, like, gate was up that said, do not cross private property. And I could see them. I'm talking, this was, like, a couple of miles away, but you could see them dressed up running across this thing, and there were cameras. There were dollies up there. There were fucking boom mics. I'm like, they're filming something. Yeah. Where they were. You know, but, but you, you can't miss Doctor Strange and Loki's outfit. You just can't from a distance. It it sticks out. Yeah, and I remember cool. thinking to myself, I mean, now, what were they shooting specifically? I think I can come up with this Infinity War. Yeah. With all of them there, you know. Now, Linda Blair is on the hunt. And she is, uh... Trying to find out where the dudes are. She's gonna go kick some ass. Is that a Suzuki Samurai? I didn't see it. No, what she's driving. I didn't see it on my screen. She's out. No, it's a Mitsubishi. Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. She's loading the car up now. It's a SUV. They didn't make sure it was out of the oh. Yeah, it's a Mitsubishi. It's a cool little car. I got an ad popping up in about uh, four seconds. Pause it now. It's a car ad. That's pretty funny. I'm at 10907. Alright. That was fucking ad. See, like when we first started doing this, there wasn't ads at all, and now I get one like every 10 minutes. 
But again, it's a free app, so this is what they do. There's no paid version where you can take the ad. Sure, off. unrated movie. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, it might be because I'm on a guest because they sometimes sign my actual account out, and maybe that's why I'm getting ads. Because I feel like if I was signed in, I wouldn't be getting them as much. I'm signed into this Comcast account. I'm getting a bunch of Yeah, who knows? But it's a pretty sweet app for being just having ads being the only thing about it. And there's so much horror stuff on here. A lot of stuff we've already done. So if you guys always wanted to follow along to our bullshit and never really had the means to do it as far as getting the Blu-rays we watch or even just having it at all, you know, a lot of the stuff we've done is on this app. So can go back during your quarantine if you're trying to podcast it up then feel free to look on the Tubi app and see some of the stuff we've put out and you know watch our stuff and listen it'll be, it'll be cool second screen experience with Phantasm that's what we're here for yeah well, I got another ad so just keep it paused it's still doing it's fucking thing here Said you're at 109. What? 07. Bond. James Bond. Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. Now it's just black for a second. And. Unpause it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little car. Oh, they're getting out and he just Jake just left all his fucking bros there. And I have a feeling they're gonna get picked off. Curious to see this whole crossbow thing if they even cut it out at all, I don't know. doing this as far as the censoring is concerned. Oh, shit. The guy that's smoking, I swear I've seen him something else. Well, I definitely have. I just can't think of what it is. Yeah, they're about to get picked off here. Hmm, let me see. I don't see much of John Vernon. Maybe it's Johnny Vinegar. Let me see. Nope, that's the other dude. Hmm. Saul Landy, and that's um, doesn't look like him. I have no idea. Trying to find it here. Okay, I'll tell you something funny. The Saul Landy guy was in fucking bulletproof. That fucking. 
Adam Sandler fucking Damon Wayans movie. <laughs> I'm feeling that guy's name is Red. This is the only thing he's done. Really. It's weird. Saul Landy was on the A-Team. Street Hawk. Fall Guy. I mean, this motherfucker, I've grown up with a bunch of stuff this guy was in. Hunter. He looks familiar Jake too. Fat man. Just can't tell if it's him or not. Murder she wrote. Silence of the Hams. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs Pooh. Melrose Place. Nice. Bulletproof. This guy still acts. This guy's on a bunch of shit. Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, yeah. NYPD Blue. Jag. I mean, this guy, X-Files, this guy's been at 24. He was in a bunch of shit. Whichever guy that is, I don't know who that is, but... Maybe it's not, I don't know who that is. Maybe it's that dude right there with that... Maybe that's who that is. Can't tell. Why does the hair on his chest look like an eagle? <laughs> you know, I was blessed to not be born with a hairy chest or back. I'm very happy about that. It's the Latino in me. Yeah. Seriously, I don't have that problem. Not a fucking ape. Yeah, I just got hair on my chest. That's it. It's the Jew in me. I got hairy chest. No, I'm none on my back though. Thank God. That's your red rug. Yeah, my love rug. That's your Rexman rug. <laughs> they say cunt a lot in this movie, which is different. I usually don't see that word. First, I'm gonna. <laughs> He's like, first, I'm gonna fuck you. Raunchy. Actually, I put some dialogue on here. Oh, there's the crossbow. Oh, right in the neck. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. This fucking dweeb. I'm guessing this is red. It is. That is Scott Mayer. He hasn't acted in shit, which is weird because he looks very familiar. But he hasn't been in anything. It is Scott Mayer. Now it's your turn with the pussy. 
two down with the crossbow. Did she shoot him? It didn't even show it on my screen. No. She did or didn't? She did. It didn't show him getting hit with it, but he shot him. I'm guessing these crossbow scenes are the ones cut. I thought it was just one of them that was. I showed the first one in all its glory. Not really bloody, but in his fucking throat. That's Fargo that's about to be run over. And he gets, he gets fucking smashed. That is Saul Andy's uh, Fargo. I think it's the guy right there. Are you going to explain all the movies I mentioned? Yeah, I think so. I got been in a ton of shit. Well, that guy looked like... That's Johnny Veneker, I think, is who that was. The guy that plays Fargo, I think, is the one that just died. <clears throat> the guy that got shot in the throat was Fargo. That was Saul Andy. The guy that just got ran over was Vince, which is played by Johnny Veneker. That guy... <laughs> Yeah, the guy with the bandana that died. Got, the guy that just got the guy that just got ran over. He was in Lord of Illusion, the Lord of Illusions, and um, bunch of stuff. <clears throat> this was his first film. Oh, that's pretty grouchy right there. <clears throat> oh yeah. See, Johnny Veneker was in. Oh yeah. Hard Rock Nightmare, Emperor of the Bronx, L.A. Wars, Water Illusions, Exit in Red, The Hunted, Tracy Morgan Show. Ray Donovan. He's the pawn shop guy. Ray Donovan's actually a good show. It is good. And I like, uh... fuck's name? Leif Schreiber. That guy's a good actor, yeah. He is great. Yeah, he just pulled out, like, meaty meat out of his leg. It's pretty raunchy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and chug that fucking Miller High Life next to him. Dude, Miller High Life is the nastiest, grossest shit. It is. It's the piss of beers. It's fucking sugar water is all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight I'm sugar water. <laughs> so we got Jake here freaking out. He's about to, uh... kind of fucked now. I love her outfit when she gets into this. You know, the scene was really cool. She laces up. She fucking zips up her, her cleavage and puts on the belt and the boots. Pretty pretty dope. And she's got like a super perm. It's pretty fucking awesome. Let's <laughs> hear some more. Try 
So cheesy, but I love it. You can't. I mean, she's uh, known for her terrible acting, but again, it's just cool. I don't really care. Amazing. I don't judge her by that at all because I'm not looking for Academy performances here. I don't really in most movies like acting doesn't really bother me because I used when I grew up I was watching like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, so I really can't complain about acting. You know, I grew up. Yeah, and that's all bad acting, too. So, I mean, I never really uh, gauged people by the acting or movies by the acting because I always watch this kind of shit, like B-movie stuff. And it's not about the acting. It's about shooting people with crossbows, you know. Shooting rapists with crossbows. Oh, wow, she just leaving. I think there's more to... He can't really go anywhere, but I think he's, she's coming back, I guess. We'll see. Maybe she runs his ass over. Oh shit. There he goes. Tied his ass up, and now he's upside down. So she fell into a trap here. Now let's hear some more dialogue. See? I told you to stay where you were. Now look what you got yourself into. You know what you look like? You look like a pig. Slaughterhouse. Ready to butcher. You ever wonder what a pig must feel like before they slit his throat? What kind of balls off? <laughs> he could have been any worse than my sister must have been. I can't look at her without going, Jesus, fuck you. Yeah, I know. She was. I would actually oddly be into it, I don't know why. I could not I could not be, I don't know. That's weird as it would be. <laughs> Until she starts saying Shit, like your mother's in here with us, Mr. Gore Christ. Just be like, yeah, you can leave. I'm gonna get out of here. No, I wasn't even gonna go there. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, it's funny. Oh, look at this shit. Eat it. Come on, come on, Brenda. Hey, I do stick your finger in his little, his little uh, leg wound. There's a couple to choose from. I just straight up stabbed him in the leg again. Looks like it was in his dog. Almost. I even noticed that he has like little razor blades. That's his uh, earrings. Just drive off. That's what I would do. Just drive the fuck off. I'd run his ass over. 
She's just fucking up now. She went to pieces. I don't know what's going on. Now she's got this fucking gimping ass. Yeah, I gotta dude. be honest with you. It's kind of, it's kind of ruined the movie. All of a sudden, she's the victim again. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's just weird. She had the upper hand and she got freaked out. I guess, you know, she's never done anything like this before. She's all confident with herself, but she went from that to... I mean, a dude's fucking got two gaping wounds in his legs. I mean, I would just fucking go kick him in the fucking nuts. I don't know why she's freaking out. There you go. Get you a big old crowbar. She's probably just finding a place to hide so she can sneak up on his ass. She needs to do. In a fucking paint store. Oh, Sherman Williams. Yep. Ask how. Ask now. Ask Linda Williams. Just trying to break the lock and get away. I don't. I would just fucking. He, he gets around pretty good for a fucked up dude. Yeah. She needs to just fucking tag him with that fucking crossbow. Or the crowbar, just fucking whack him with it. <clears throat> Not like he can really do much, just fucking start whacking him. Just weird change of pace here. Throw some dude in home alone him, throw a fucking paint can at his face. Come on. Oh there you go. Got some paint thinner. Get you some paint thinner. Fucking make little bombs with those. Kinda have to have a fire first, but this is Hollywood, so she'll probably literally light the paint on fire. About to find out. <clears throat> I've done it quite a few times. I had a big fire outside. I just threw some paint thinner in it. Watch the little, little, little tiny little explosions. Oh shit! Hey, I light his ass. Light his ass. We know how he can see at this point, or walk. Dude's fucking the big mother. Just kick him in the fucking nads. Uh, a little bic lighter action too. Nice. Lit his ass up. Oh, that's brutal. It does. He's got like, looks like he has a mask on. He's got his flame retardant mask on. Look like all of a sudden he has a jumpsuit on. Huh. No. 
The only Halloween. The only Halloween we've done is the third one. We need to do the first one and the second one at some point. We do. I like to do all of them eventually. You know, I think they're great. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I wish some of the shit was on this app. We could fucking knock some of them out. But yeah. Sorry I mean, about that, kids. We're working on it. I mean, I own them if we ever really need to do that. Tell me that didn't look like Michael. I'm getting an ad. Four, yeah, three, me too. Me too. Two, one. Yeah, we actually synced up on the ads. I'm on the ad right now. So we might not have to re- uh, pause it after this. It's a fucking progressive ad. What, what, let me ask you a question just real quick. And we aren't even going to talk about this any longer than this ad lasts. Why do people have to advertise insurance? People have to have it in the club. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a second app, and it's a toilet being flushed, and it's for Breeze. It's showing you that you're... Mine's back. Should I pause it? Yes, pause it. I have... 127.52. Alright, I literally have an ad for a thing to make your your beef and your fucking toilet not smell as bad. It's called Febreze Small Spaces when you got your fucking... When Corey's got his giant... (laughs) When Corey's got his plant-based fucking salad shooter log... You're, you're fucking bean and beer shit. Uh, 127 what? <laughs> 127.52. I'm on it right now, so unpause. Synced right up. This is stupid. They... You're fucking cheese and oatmeal shit. Now, th- now this is the uh, Inglewood Cemetery in California. They're shown right here. Fun story about this cemetery, y'all may not know this. Killer Coach actually masturbated in this in this cemetery once, and he did over the pants um, too. Over the pants, whacked it. He was, he was in there when he was doing. He was looking at some co-eds, and he started rubbing himself in public. <laughs> <laughs> There's Lania Quigley. And then again. his getaway car was wheelchair fucker drove him away. Yep. Who was also publicly masturbating in his vehicle. Before you know, doing, you know, doing his own thing. But he always does. Because you know, we here at Phantasm, we like to you know a lot of our our colleagues are also public masturbators, and that's just you know we gotta have some. <laughs> we just have you know some depraved individuals that that uh, work with us and for us. And yeah, I do. Yeah. I must have had you rewind that like 30 times that night. As long as I can masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm masturbating in my car. I can't wait. God, what if, I wish I could think of the name of that. I have He's just like. She will her body to me. I have it. I have it. I have it synced up if you want me to play it. Because now we got this. Yeah, it's on my thing right here. And we'll do a. Just before we get into the final thoughts here, the film is over. Yeah, you probably couldn't hear it with me playing it on my phone, but I want to see that Scoob movie. Is that weird? No. 
I think it looks badass. It's a CGI Scooby-Doo movie. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, I'll go to YouTube so you can actually hear it on here. What is it called? And I'll just look it up. It's called I Can Wait. It's on YouTube. Just look up I Can Wait, Tim and Eric, because it's on there. Let's see. I actually want to hear it, though, because it's funny. And so the people that... Podcast, know what the fuck we're even talking about. I can wait, Tim and Eric. So, if you guys want to watch the actual video of this, which is even funnier, here it goes. It's a minute. Which one of these is it? It's the first one. It says, I can wait, Tim and Eric. Awesome show. It's an adult swim video that they. Alright, let's see. Try to get this. Alright, I'm playing it. As long as I can masturbate in my car, I can wait. <laughs> to set the mood. Now this is basically like your like a uh, porno proton. So he does that fucking home invasion porn shit. It's kind of what this is. It's actually pretty funny. It's sadistic, is what it is. It's just wrong, but I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's one of the funniest things Tim and Eric ever did. Was that? There's not even them in it. It's just one of their weird fucking little videos in their show. Like it's not even. No, that's not kind of Yeah. It's so fucking funny. When she gives her body to me. <laughs> the way it ends is what I love. So ridiculous. Well, yeah, we will uh, queue up the obituary. Final thoughts. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, Savage Streets, badass as fuck. It's awesome. I love Linda Blair. She's one of my favorites. She's my favorite scream queen because she got me into horror movies. Period. She's the she's the first one I ever watched, and I always have a special place for her. I thought I always thought she was an absolute fucking fox in the '80s, and you know I always thought she was super attractive. She looks great now. She, I've I've met her. She's a great person. Uh, I love her animal activist. Uh, you know, shit that she does. Her I'm trying to look up here. What her, um, it's called the World Heart Foundation. Not to be confused with the Heart Foundation, H A R T. Um, it's called the Linda Blair World Heart, one word, Foundation. Um, and that's that they rehabilitate and adopt and rescue animals. So, um, definitely check that out. Support Linda Blair. Love her to death. She's a fucking icon. And, um, as bad as her acting is, uh, historically. I don't even give a fuck because I think she's a total badass and she's a total fucking smoking hottie and she's an amazing person all around. And this movie just kicks fucking ass. It's 
really good pace to it. Uh, if you're looking for blood and stuff, there's a little bit towards the end, there's quite a bit of that. It's very violent as far as that. It's very vulgar. There's a lot of cursing in it. They say cunt a lot, which most movies don't cross that line unless it's a British film. So for an American movie in 84 to say cunt more than twice, which they do, um, that's not doesn't really mean much. But I was impressed by that because I don't ever see dialogue like that in a movie, especially in America. So um, that, I thought that was interesting. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of tits. There's a lot of, uh, you know, no bra stuff, or a lot of nipples. So if you like that kind of shit too, I mean, it's a total 80s you know, babe movie. I mean, it's it's good. There's nothing bad about this film. It's just great. If you judge it on acting, of course, there's a lot of problems with it. But I, if you just judge it on just pure fun and just you're not listening to us, you're into serious acting, though. So exactly. So if you're just looking for pure fun, pure '80s, just solid '80s goodness, this is the film for you. Perfect. Great movie. Highly recommended. As long as Patty gets into Master Bird, I don't react to that whole thing with you. I would think that was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's the, uh, definitely. When she gives her body to me. That's fucking funny. Doctor, your uh, your take on the, the final thoughts here. It's kind of slow. It's like we watched like a three-hour Linda Blair movie. <laughs> I definitely like Hell Not More. I don't dislike it. It's not worth dropping 70 bucks on this Blu-ray kit. It's not. Just watch it on two. It's cool. Yeah, you find it cheap somewhere. Uh, I like it. Uh, it. It's got a good pace to it. Landing was lackluster. I mean, yeah. I wish she'd just, you know, hung in with the chain of the car that just drove off and, like, ripped him in half or something. I think that would have been a better ending than what they did. Just light him on fire. It straight, straight up looks like Michael Myers at the end. It's just like, and, it, and it's not even saying anything. He's just on fucking fire burning to death, and that's just, that's it. Like, yeah, and he looks like I he has this. I, I guess she gets away with it because they raped her death sister. I don't know. It doesn't really explain that. It's good, though. It's one of the better things we've watched in a long time. I like it, but it's it is kind of slow. I do think it's a little slow. It's definitely not a horror film. It's just an eighties vigilante uh, white exploitation film. I guess I don't know. Revenge it's movie, just a, uh, a vendetta movie. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, I mean the only thing that passes the time in it because there's not much action, you know, obviously till the last like twenty minutes, and she picks them off really fast and doesn't even really make them suffer. She just shoots them with a crossbow in like the throat and the face and uh, a couple of the other guys pick, get picked off by the gang themselves so um, there's two of them that just get wiped out by it's bad, Jake it's not a bad little movie for what it is but and honestly it's definitely more um, like a dude film you'd be way more entertained if you're a dude um, through most of it through the rest of it definitely with your if you're a chick or whatever your situation is um, because if you're a straight dude, you'd be very entertained by all the the women in the film because they're very attractive and there's a lot of uh, nudity in it. So that's a good way to pass the time of this film. Yeah, that too. If you're if you're a chick and like that kind of thing, then then go for it. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, yeah. It gets you know. It's it's not bad. 
Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, those are my two. Also. But it's not bad. I'm not judging it. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. I recommend it, but again, I'm with the doctor. I wouldn't drop 70 fucking 70 on it. I'd, I'd, fucking, I'd watch it on here for free. He would. He's just, you know, does his thing. But yeah, I, I wouldn't drop that kind of bread on it. I would just straight up just watch it on here or maybe pull a rip of it or... You know, if it's something you just, if you really enjoyed after watching it on here, or maybe following along with us, um, cool. if you want, <laughs> if you, if you want to do it, I, I mean, drop the 70, whatever, if that's your thing, but I would just not do that, but not worth the 70, but worth watching. Maybe not, I probably wouldn't watch this again for a long time, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, but it's, it's not bad. It was, I think it was, you know, it's better than what we were going to watch, which I'm not going to say what it was, because we yeah. didn't end up watching that. Sometimes. It was a good yeah. choice uh, for the doctor, as always, and I definitely recommend I it as a... I do my best, I do my best, I do my best. I definitely recommend it as a watch, you know, at least watch it once, for sure, because I had never seen it. So as a first watch, definitely didn't waste my time, and I felt entertained, and I don't feel like shit for watching now, except for the end where he's Michael Myers and... I don't know what happened there, but whatever. Um, still liked it. And it was kind of brutal seeing the guy burn to death, even though he was totally in a flame-retardant outfit at the end, and he had, like, a flame-retardant mask on over his face, and you can tell he was just like, our Michael Myers, you know, it was weird. But, whatever, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Dude, this fire stuff, that's, that's dangerous shit, doing that. It and is. was talking about doing that stuff. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to Kane Otter, because it is the... Official release day. Uh, it still is for a couple of minutes. Of uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, A New Blood. It's a great one. Another movie that got absolutely butchered. First movie, uh, he, first movie he ever did. He got butchered by the fucking ratings board back then. MPAA, yeah. I did see it at the theater, and I was high as a kite. That's back when marijuana was not cool to smoke, and of course I did it when it wasn't cool. Yeah. And then it was. Uh, you know, Laura Park Lincoln, I met her, she's great. Um, didn't get to meet John, the director, the rest in peace to him. Now we'll probably never see an uncut version that he was actually trying to work on. Yeah, who's um, saying? If you ever watched the, the behind-the-scenes thing on the Blu-ray thing, or even your DVD special edition, it's the same footage. There's, there's a reel of it on there, and he's like, the footage is so damaged, I could never clean this up and do a director's cut, so it would yeah. never happen anyway, so. Right. Well, they were trying to find yeah, something. Yeah, rest in peace. I did fucking rules. Uh, King Hodder. Love to have him on again. Maybe we can make that happen sometime. It'd be awesome. We'll talk to him again. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, Savage Street. It's pretty cool. I thoroughly enjoyed like it. Like I said, if you're, if you're into the naked chicks, you're going to have fun stroking your savage meat. So... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, speaking of Friday the 13th, real quick, the, um, what is it, the, they do have a steel book of the original film coming out this month, um, so definitely get be on the lookout for that, I'm gonna buy it, because I think it looks badass, and I hope they do it with the other ones, um, just put out the steel books, they look really nice, and there is a new, since that one's been out of print for so long, they are making a new 12 film Blu-ray set. And it's got new special features. And for the first time on Blu-ray, they're putting out the uncut version of uh, Jason Goes to Hell on it. So it's another reason to pick up the new one coming out. Um, 
it's not even up for pre-order yet, though. No, it's not kind of still in the making of, you know, I think they're still working on it. It's the 40th anniversary of the first of the first film, so that's why they're doing it. That's why they're putting out the Blu-ray, uh, the steelbook of the original film, because it's the, you know, they say it's 40th anniversary of the franchise, but it's really, you know, the first film coming out, so. Um, and uh, Vincent uh, Gustafaro, who is the guy in Jason Lives, you know, the the guy that's like, wherever the red dot goes, you bang, which I would love to, I love that guy. It's, um, he did new commentary for the film, too, for part six, so there's a lot of cool new things coming to it, a lot of new commentaries. Uh, definitely, it's not just a repackage, there's new stuff on this. There's also, I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag, we're actually involved in it. There's going to be a special feature on part two where I dress up as the potato sack Jason and tell Corey to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, I'll have to relive and that. And attacks me, and what happens is, this is actually really cool, he actually shows up with Linda Blair, they both have crossbows, and then they kill me with the crossbows. Yeah, it's pretty so, awesome. Yep, spoiler alert, there is an alternate yeah, ending though. called the deep fried cut and it's on there so be on the lookout just because we can do it so we just get them to do it yeah that's what happens they're like can you play a horror thing it's like you want us to just play dream warriors like the instrumental like yes please and they just start going it's pretty badass while they're drinking beer and snorting cocaine. It's all fictional, of course, not real. But, but no, for real, though, like, I still don't understand why somebody would ask somebody to agree to do something and then get that mad about it later in the day. It's like, what, you told me to come back. Like, I mean, you could just say, no, I'm not interested and just be done with it, but whatever. You know, he's dead, so I can't really ask him now, but he did add me on Facebook, probably not even knowing who I was, so... After the fact, you know, after he told me to drunkenly fuck off, so. He's like, let me add you. Now fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, I, I don't know. You've been deleted to you and then just sent you a private message that says fuck off. That would have actually been kind of funny, you know. It would have been funny anyway on there, just not at a convention full of people, because, like, that's what happened to me. You know, I got humiliated by that bastard. It's like, dude, we're from... Fucking, you know, I'm from New York too. Like, I I love your movie. Like, why are you being a fucking drunk penis? You know, but 
It's fine. I st- he was drinking like ice beer or something. I don't remember what he was drinking, but it was it was something. It kind of happened really fast and didn't make any sense to me, and it still doesn't. But you know, fuck him. I still like part two, even though he was a prick. I still got his autograph. You know, I got the autograph before that happened. If he had said that, I would have obviously never paid for it. But you know. It is what it is. I still like the movies, but he's a prick, and it's fine. You can figure that Man, stuff out. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story. I'm going to end it with this. i got to tell you all a story. Corey doesn't know that this happened, so. Who didn't die of natural causes? Do you want me to tell you what happened? Who? The, the, the guy that plays Jason told you fuck off. Oh, Steve Dash. So here's what happened. So me... And Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson, we all went over. I had to do Egon because rest in peace, everyone, so he died. We were all running the stuff, and we walked up. And I asked Bill if I could do it. He said, go for it. And I walked up to him, and I go, I, I looked at, at fucking Steve Dash, and I looked back at them. This was at the convention. A lot of people think he died a lot later. It actually didn't happen. His wife's the one I had you on Facebook. Anyway... So he looks, he's like, who the fuck are you? And I go, and I look back at him and I go, let's show this upstate bitch how we do things downtown. And then we fucking all hit him with the proton packs. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. That's still the best man in the world. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. I fucking love it. It is awesome. <laughs> If you ever meet him and you don't get him to sign my autograph that way, I would be so disappointed. I'd probably sign it on mine. I don't know. There's so many lines from that movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's the one for me. Yeah, that's Miller Time's a good one. favorite Ray ones and it's in that same scene it's where he says aim for the flat top I think that's pretty good <laughs> and I could not think of that when I was meeting him the whole time he was talking to me I was just like aim for the flat top aim for the flat top <laughs> yeah, he's, I love Dan Aykroyd so much that I always want it and it won't happen now and I'm glad I didn't waste it but I was actually like I, I wanted to just get a lot of money and just be like can you like marry whoever I'm like be my fucking like priest for a lot of like, more than just marriage like I wanted to be like Father Aykroyd you know it'd be fucking awesome I'd be able to call him up for the spiritual advice and or he can he can uh marry me and whoever the unfortunate person is that marries me it'd be so cool okay you ready yeah Watch that. Nine seconds. 
Okay. Oh, you found it too. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> Isn't that cool though that I fucking met goddamn Gozer too? That was crazy. Yeah, that boy Sean Clark with her too. Got to see him. That was that was cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, he was with uh, what's her name that plays uh, Gozer. Yeah. Yeah, it was really it's really neat. Also met uh, yeah, uh, Slavica Jovan. <clears throat> um. Also met for the first time uh, Devin, a guy by the name of Devin Draws on Instagram and stuff. He does a lot of the shirts for screen uh, for, for uh, cavity colors and for fright rags. And I think he's done some uh, of the box art for Scream Factory. I think he's done a couple of them. Nice. Maybe um, ran into him, and he's always meeting cool people because he lives out there. Um, so he's always he's got pictures with like fucking. He, he, I guess he always goes to the airport for stuff, but he runs into, like, Nicholas Cage and fucking Kurt Russell, all kinds of fucking people. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, that's fucking cool. <clears throat> so, love that guy, love his artwork. Uh, that was a fun time, things like that. At least I did last summer, because I went out with a bang last summer, and here is our summer now. So, <laughs> I guess me going to that kind of fucked everything up this year, because that was, like, probably the height of what I could possibly do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, you turned yeah, into, you turned into fucking up. cyborg. And you're just like, I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> I just said that, you know, there's things we need Yeah. Savage Streets, 1984. It's good. We enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Huh? Did I say Streets of Fire? Did I say Savage Streets? Streets of Fire is good too. It is good. Same year, actually. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for sticking around, and listening. Hopefully, you guys follow along with us. Use that Tubi app. It's free. It's on all your streaming devices. Uh, yeah, and check that out. And if you haven't, but you listen to this podcast, you know, like us on Facebook. Just look us up on there, Twitter, Instagram, all that bullshit. And I read it, like, Dot com. .org.gov. Um, .gov, I'm sorry. It's, it's, no. Actually, it's .rexman. <laughs> it's .ca. Because we're, we're you Canadian. Be <laughs> Will you be my friend? Um, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, thank you guys for the support. Uh, support death metal and horror. And stay fucking gory.
fake denim vests with band patches of bands they've never seen, hipster films, and IPA beers. Get ready to inhale a fresh breath of air of real destruction. My name is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor. Welcome to Godless Heathens. Coming soon.